1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 2. Amen, brother. You can go ahead and take that. The Bible says that David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered themselves to him. And he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. Amen. Let's jump over to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 10 and 11. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 10 and 11. This is the Apostle Paul writing to young Timothy. It's a young pastor. Had to write him two letters. And in this second letter, he tells him, he says, Timothy, you have carefully followed my doctrine. You have carefully followed my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. That dash right there lets me know that the list goes on. He says, what persecutions that I have endured. He ends it with this powerful statement. He says, and out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. For just a minute, I want to teach, speak to you on this topic of durable, strong, sturdy, tough, resilient. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to gather in your presence. I pray a, an anointing, a blessing upon every ear that is gathered here today in person and those that are gathered at home. I pray that your spirit would be with all of us today, this morning, and that a seed would be deposited into the hearts of everybody at the sound of my voice. That you would bring the you would bring the increase, Lord. Allow me to decrease so that you can increase, Lord. Allow me to lift you up today so that all men can be drawn unto you. We pray this this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Y'all may be seated in Jesus' name as we get into our Sunday sermon this morning. Uh, I believe that the Lord has a word for us today as I teach this word to you. Amen. For those of you that have been uh, gathered with us uh, 
for those of you that have been tuned in the last couple of Sundays, amen, we've been talking uh, about a group of men. Can you say amen? We've been talking about a group of men in the Bible, amen, and this group of men, the Bible lets us to know that they went from uh, being a people uh, of, of, of being in distress, amen, they went from being in debt, amen, and they went from being uh, discontent, amen, they were unhappy uh, with how things were going on in their life, they were unhappy with their uh, current situation, amen, these were a group of men that uh, that were on their way to a, a failed life. They were on their way to, to failure. Amen. They, they were on their way. They were in a bad uh, situation, in a bad position in life. But the Bible lets us to know that uh, uh, they went from being in those situations. They went from being uh, uh, in distress. They went from being in debt. Uh, they went from being unhappy and, and discontent, uh, amen, with, with their current situation to being what the Bible says, uh, the mighty men of valor. Amen. So that lets me to know that I don't have to stay stuck in my current situation. I don't have to be uh, at ease with uh, the stuff that is happening in my life that I can pull myself out of it. Can you say amen? And so what all of these men had in common that we talked about, for those of you note takers, amen, and for those of you that, that, uh, that tuned in and, and were listening to the messages, uh, uh, all, of, uh, uh, all of these men, what they all had in common, Brother Daniel, was the fact that these men were durable. These men were strong, these men were, were, were sturdy. They were tough. These men, uh, they, they made their way back from a bad situation. They, they made their way back uh, from a tough uh, situation. They, they were able to pull themselves out of that uh, road of failure and discontent uh, and distressed uh, and being in debt uh, to now being mighty, to being a mighty man of valor, to being mighty and powerful and doing great things uh, in, in, in in the kingdom of God, uh, they they made their way out, and they made their way out because they were resilient. Can you say Amen? And today, as you sit here and 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 you watch from home, uh, I, I would like to reveal some really shocking news that that maybe a lot of you don't understand, or maybe a lot of you don't. You look at the Word of God and you say, "Man, those people in the Bible. If I could only be like one of them, if I if I could only act like one of them, or if I could only overcome or have the power that they had uh, to 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 be resilient." like they were I, I want to uh, let you all know uh, a little something that that the greatest men and women of the Bible they were not uh, they, they weren't super people they, they didn't have superpowers uh, they they weren't superheroes uh, what they had in their life uh, was great resilience they had a will to want to do better. They had a, a will and a desire to want to, to want to get 
past that hump in life. Uh, They had a will and a desire uh, to be resilient for the things of the Lord uh, so that they can make a difference uh, in their life, uh, in their children's life, uh, in their grandchildren's life, uh, and in their community's life. uh, But most of all, uh, for the kingdom of God. They were resilient. They pushed through. They broke down walls. They hurtled. They bust down barriers. And they did great things for God because they were a resilient people. These were people that that didn't have the superpowers. They didn't run around with the cape tied around their neck. They, they, They were a people that knew what it was to bounce back from a setback. They knew what it was to to bounce back from defeat. They knew what it was to to bounce back from discouragements. Uh, They knew what it was to bounce back from from hardships. Uh, They knew what it was to bounce back uh, from loss. Uh, And when I look into the crowd and I I picture everybody that's watching from home, uh, I I can't help uh, but to think of the saints uh, of Christian Restoration Center. Uh, I can't help but to think uh, of the resilience uh, that is in this room today. Uh, I can't help but to think uh, of a people that are sitting here today uh, that have not given up, uh, that have pushed through, uh, that have gone through, uh, that have broke down barriers, uh, that have used uh, obstacles as launching pads uh, this last year. I'm telling you today, church, uh, as I've been in prayer and, uh, and I was putting together all of these messages, uh, God started to show me the people of Christian Restoration Center, uh, resilient, uh, always came to my mind, uh, a people that never gives up uh, and never gives in, uh, a congregation that is down uh, for the things of the Lord, uh, always standing uh, on the promises of God, uh, regardless of the situation, uh, regardless of the circumstance. uh, And so I, uh, me and my wife, uh, we are thankful to be surrounded uh, by a chosen uh, generation. Uh, We're thankful to be surrounded uh, by a peculiar people this morning. Uh, We are thankful to be surrounded uh, by a holy nation uh, that is filled with an expectation uh, that regardless of my situation, uh, regardless of my handicaps, uh, regardless of my shortcomings, uh, that we, you and I, uh, we've adopted a spirit uh, of resilience. Can you say amen? Uh, And that we know uh, that greater is he that is in us uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, Oh, that no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. Uh, Oh, Greg, that greater is he uh, that is in me than he that is in the world uh, all that if he is before me uh, no one can be against me you know this morning I I went into prayer brother Greg uh, and I sat down at my desk afterwards uh, and I started to think uh, about the word resilience uh, and what it really means uh, and what we see this true resilience uh, in the word of God uh, and then I thought about 15 20 years ago uh, where I was at uh, in my muck uh, in my mire uh, bound uh, by the things of the enemy and I looked up uh, to the sky and I 
I said, devil, you should have killed me when you had a chance. You should have put me down when I was with you. Because greater is he that is in me than you that are in the world. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm thankful to still be standing. Uh, I'm thankful that God put a resilient spirit uh, in my life and in my heart. How many of you can say that this morning and say, devil, you should have killed me when you had the chance. You should have taken me out. Hallelujah. These people, they were resilient. They were strong. They were durable. They were like plastic. They were like rubber made. Amen. You ever get some Tupperware and try to rip it? It ain't happening. Amen. And so over the course of, 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 of three weeks, we, we, we started to see some examples in the Word of God that, that I want to I wanna bring back to your attention. We, we talked about Eleazar and how Eleazar showed this. Uh, he showed this great resilience. Can you say amen? He, he showed it when he stood by his leader, King David, as they both stood back to back. Uh, amen. And that uh, uh, wheat field and as they they he swung his sword the bible says that 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 he swung his sword his word of god amen it's a type and a figure of the word of god that you and i have amen that he he swung that sword to the enemy so fierce and so mighty brother Ernest, that that sword became part of his hand can i tell you today church that we need to allow if we want to make a difference this year in our lives and in other people's lives we have to grab this sword like never before uh, and allow it to become part of our body. Uh, let it be part of your arm. Uh, let it be part of your torso. Let it be part of your feet and your legs. Hallelujah. And swing it with everything you got. Eleazar and King David, they stood in the middle. Back to back. You got them. You get my six and I got, I'm there fighting off the enemy, the Bible says. We looked at how Shema showed great resilience. How this man by himself, the Bible says, stood there in a field of beans, the Bible says. And he protected it from the enemy to prevent future attacks on God's people. How many of us are standing in the gap uh, preventing attacks to people of God, to other people, to our families? Powerful men standing alone. You say, well, like, I need so-and-so next to me. Yes, it's, it's great to have so-and-so next to you. But just remember that you got the most powerful person in you and on your side. You're never alone. He showed great resilience. And then we see Abishai. How Abishai showed great resilience. 
Where King David said, hey, we're going to go and pursue the enemy. Who wants to go? I'm down. Hey, we're going to go to that prayer meeting. Who wants to go? I'm down. Isn't that what he said? Well, actually, he said, I'll go. But that just shows his commitment to the things of God. He was committed. He wasn't going to allow the people of God. He wasn't going to allow his leader. He wasn't going to allow the saints. He wasn't going to allow the church to go into battle on their own. He said, I'm down. I made a commitment to you, and I'm going to keep it. And he showed great resilience, Abishai did. That no matter what, he knew that it was going to be dangerous. He knew that the, he might have lost his life that day, but he was going to go because it was for a good cause. Can you say amen? Remember, I told you in the book of Proverbs, chapter 18 and verse 1. The Bible says that a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He isolates himself because he just wants what he wants and what nobody else wants. And in order for that individual to accomplish that, they got to isolate themselves to get themselves away from the crowd. And get themselves away from this and get themselves away from that. Uh, because I don't want nothing to do with their desires. Uh, it's just about my desires. And so the Bible says uh, that a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. And he rages against all wise judgment. He gets angry at wise judgment. He gets mad at wise judgment. He gets uh, mad when you bring it up to him or, or when you bring it up to her. They get angry. They get mad. Just leave me in my cave. But it wasn't like that. For Eleazar, it wasn't like that for, for Shema. It, was, it wasn't like that for them because it wasn't about them. Can I tell you today, church, uh, that, that as much as you think it's about you, it's not about you, uh, brother. It's not about you, uh, sister. It's about mending, strengthening, and perfecting people for God's kingdom. Uh, it's about connecting families with the hope and the glory of Jesus Christ, uh, making them do Durable, making them strong, making them sturdy, making them tough, showing them that they can be resilient. It's not about us. If you've come in and you've been baptized in Jesus' name and you're full of the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost and you've been in the Lord for some time and you better be out there showing people what it is to be resilient. It's not about us anymore. This year cannot be about us anymore. Can you say amen? You know, as I look into the crowd, I look into the crowd, and I believe it's safe to say that everybody that's here today has been in the Lord longer than three and a half years, right? Yeah? Amen? 
Three and a half years? Three and a half, three and a half, three and a half years? Three and a half years? Three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. Okay. How long were the disciples with the Lord? Three and a half years. Amen? You know what he told them at three and a half years? It ain't about you anymore. It's time for you now to go make disciples. You've been in the Lord three and a half years. I can tell you right now that if you're in something three and a half years, I'd be trying to learn everything that I can. Just like in my work. In my work, if I was hired as a cashier on the counter in three and a half years, I ain't going to be a cashier on that counter no more. I'll tell you that. I'm going to be in an office somewhere. Amen? Three and a half years is a good amount of time to, to mature. To mature in the Lord. Can you say amen? Try planting a tree and leaving it there for three and a half years. After three and a half years, if it don't grow, you're going to tear it out. I would. Plant a tree that big, Brother Greg, and it's still that way. Three and a half years come later, and you're still watering it. You're still fanning it, and you're putting a blanket over it when it's cold and you're 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 giving it all these nutrients and you're you're feeding it the best food you're you're giving and it never grows you and i have been brought back from the dead can you say amen We've brought, been brought back from some things. And God has shown us that, hey, I can put a spirit inside of you that will cause you to be resilient. Now, I want you to take that food that I've given you. I want you to take that blanket uh, off of you now and, and give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else that's cold. Give it to somebody else that's weary. Give it to somebody else that's addicted. Give it to somebody else that's depressed. Give it to somebody else. It's not about us no more, church. It's not about us no more. It's about making a difference this year and making disciples. Can somebody say amen? amen? Give them a round of applause if you, if you agree with what I'm saying today. Amen. That's why this year I, I, I was telling my wife, I says, we need to take those banners down and we need to let people know what our vision is and what our mission is. And these are our marching orders this year. These are the marching orders of CRC this year. To go into your family's lives that are not saved. To go into the community, to the people that are not saved. And stop being selfish. Oh, because you got saved. And now you got a sound mind. And you're not angry no more. And you're not depressed no more. And you ain't on the bottle no more. And you ain't on dope no more. And you ain't in a jail cell no more. What about them? It wasn't going to be a, I'm not trying to ruffle nobody's feathers. But we got to make a difference out there. 
We've already made a difference in here. Everybody here is saved, uh, sanctified, uh, Holy Ghost filled on your way to heaven. Let's take somebody with us. Amen. Go out there and say, look, man, I know you're down and out, but I can introduce you to a Savior. Uh, I can introduce you to a God uh, that'll put the pieces back together in your life. The way he did me. Can you say amen? Because you and I, we are a resilient people. That's what the Holy Ghost does. It makes you resilient. It gives you power to get back up on your feet. It gives you power to continue to march forward. It gives you power. It gives you authority over the enemy. That's what the Holy Ghost does. It makes us resilient. Makes us resilient. Amen. How many of you want to be durable? How many of you want to be strong? How many of you want to be sturdy and tough? But how many of you want to be resilient today? I'm looking at some resilient people as I look into the crowd. I know some people over the course of of several years have, have gone through some stuff. Have suffered loss have gone through sickness some of us uh, uh got through covid some some of us uh, uh had our house burned down and and god gave us a new one that's resilience that's what god does he brings people back from the dead When we look at Job, Job was sitting there with no clothes on and boils all over his body, sitting on a dunghill, the Bible says. He lost his wealth. He lost all of his kids. He lost all of his cattle. His own wife was even against him, trying to get him to curse God and give up God. But what did he say? He said, naked I came into this world, and naked I'm going to leave. Blessed be the name name of the Lord and because uh, he showed himself to be resilient God blessed him the Bible says uh, tenfold amen when we look at the life of the apostle Paul the Bible says that he was whipped uh, he was beat uh, he was taken out to the edge of the city brother Daniel and they they stoned him and they left him there for dead uh, the, old, the disciples even made a circle around him they didn't help him up uh, they didn't give him no, no band-aids they, they didn't give him no neosporin uh, they, they didn't call an ambulance for him they didn't do nothing they left him there you know what they did they said hey you gonna get up or what what you going to do, brother? You want to be part of this? What you going to do? And the Bible says, you know what he did? He stood up and he walked right back into the same city to face the same people that cursed him and stoned him and ridiculed him. That's resilience. Oh, my God. 
just uh, example after example when we see by uh, the man by the name of blind Bartimaeus uh, who was blind uh, poor uh, begging for food hallelujah for many years right there uh, all of a sudden one encounter from God uh, and he became resilient uh, the ten lepers uh, who were outcasted uh, who were thrown out of the city uh, they weren't allowed to be with their families uh, they weren't allowed to be around friends uh, they weren't allowed to go to church on Sunday hallelujah because they had a terrible disease uh, but then they had an encounter with God uh, almighty hallelujah and that resilience kicked in uh, we see a man uh, with the withered hand amen uh, who walked around uh, with it covered for most of his life it looked like a, a dry piece of wood you ever seen something that's that's withered the Bible says that this man walked like that for years. He had it covered up. Wouldn't shake nobody's hand. Wouldn't let nobody know that his hand was withered. Wouldn't let nobody know that his hand was dead and it was still there. But then one encounter from God and the Bible says that this man became resilient. Amen. When we look at Lazarus and, and Jairus' daughter, uh, we see that God can bring somebody back uh, from a dead situation. The woman with the issue of blood, uh, the woman who was bent over for 15 years, uh, who had an encounter with God Almighty. Uh, the Bible says that for 15 years, uh, she walked around like this. Uh, everywhere she went, uh, everything she did, uh, she went into the synagogue, the Bible says, uh, year after year after year. And it didn't matter what that Pharisee said. It didn't matter what that person said. He did not have the power to heal her like God did uh, on that day uh, that he stood behind the, count, the, the, the pulpit. Uh, the power of God came across uh, that pulpit uh, and that day her life was changed uh, forevermore. Uh, she didn't walk out looking at the floor. Uh, she walked out with her hands lifted up uh, high in the air uh, praising the name of the Lord. I'm talking about being resilient today, uh, being the comeback kid this year. It's not enough to be the underdog anymore. Uh, we got to be champions. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm, uh, my spirit's on fire and it's been on fire. God said, uh, this year is going to be a year uh, where you're going to blow people's minds. Uh, you're going to go into the community uh, and we're going to see baptisms. Uh, we're going to see infillings of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're going to see the drug addict put down the needle. Uh, we're going to see ushers, sisters. Uh, they used to sell their body in the street for money and drugs uh, who are going to be here working uh, in the house of the Lord. I remember when we first moved into the city, had my young son with me that's in the army now. We were coming this way. We were coming to the church. And, and over there up the street, there's some things that happened at a house over there. And, and we, were, we were driving. And, and my son says, Dad, did you see that? And I said, yeah. It was a group of people behind a tree and they were passing some drugs around. 
He said, did you see that, Dad? And I said, yeah, I saw it. He, he said, man. Uh, he, he said, did you see it? I said, yeah, I saw it. I said, you know what I saw, son? He goes, yeah, a bunch of drug addicts were right there. And I said, no. I, I told him, I see my next usher right there. I said, I see my next men's director. I see my next deacon. I see my next minister. I see a next pastor. I see somebody doing something great for the kingdom of God. Because it's not about me no more. It's about being resilient and showing others that they too can be resilient. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause. Amen. As we come to a close. Example after example. Of resilience. People that no matter what, no matter what was going on in their personal life, no matter what was going on in their work life, no matter what was going on in society, people are mad. They're mad about politics and they're mad about the White House and they're mad about this and mad about that. Remember, the Bible says that the government is on God's shoulders. He will sort it out. God is in control. I can tell you right now, church, that since I've been in the Lord, politics has not affected me one bit. People are afraid that taxes are going to get raised and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. You know, when you're a faithful giver to the church, you don't worry about those things. Because remember, whatever you give, he's going to give it back to you with good measure. He's going to say, oh, that measurement last year needs to go a little higher this year because of things that are happening. So I'm going to go ahead and boost it up for you. He's going to give you a, what do they give those annual raises? They call them income raises or house raises or cost of living raise. The Lord's, the Lord's going to give you a cost of living raise. He'll give it to you. He says, if you're faithful to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to raise you up a little bit. How many of you suffered financially last year? Don't raise your hand. Just think about it. How many of you God delivered from a situation that you couldn't deliver yourself from? has put a spirit of resilience and in each and every one of you every one of you you know who showed the most resilience Jesus Christ he showed resilience 
when he resurrected from the grave. Holding all power and authority in heaven and earth in his hands. Durable. Strong. Sturdy. Tough. Resilient. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 10 and 11. He says, you have carefully followed my doctrine, banner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. Paul says, man, what persecutions I endured. And out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. And as I look into the crowd this morning and I think of those that are watching online, I see people that have endured hardships. I see people that have withstood difficult times and some that have even overcome sickness, have overcome disappointments and temptations, have overcome some letdowns in their life. But each one of you have been able to spring back, have been able to spring back into shape after bending and stretching and at times even being compressed with the pressures of life. Why is that? I thought to myself, why is that? How is it that a man or a woman can come back from such a difficult time? How is it that a man or a woman or a young person can come back from, from sickness or from tragedy or from loss? And as I look around, the answer is simply because we are resilient. We are resilient because of Him. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause as we reveal our new theme for 2021. Church, we are resilient. That is our new theme for this year, church. We are resilient because we have the power of God living in us. 
we are resilient. We need to teach our children that we are a resilient people. That it doesn't matter what comes our way, that we can bounce back from the situation. That it doesn't matter how much the pressure, how much compression there is, that we can bounce back and be resilient. We all today, every one of us, and those that are watching online, every one of us, we are resilient, church. We've all come back from something. We've all fought through something. If you had, you wouldn't be here today if you were not resilient. You wouldn't be standing here today if you were not resilient. You wouldn't be in the place or in the positions that you're in if you were not resilient. We were all on our way to a devil's hell at one time. But then God chose us. He chose us. That's why he says that we are a chosen generation. We are a peculiar people. What do you mean? Peculiar is not weird. People say, oh, I'm not weird. Well, I beg to differ, but. Peculiar means you're you're set apart. You're set aside. You're, You're different than the world. You might be in this world, but you're not of the world. A holy nation. That right there, my brothers and sisters, the power of the Holy Ghost makes us resilient. This is the message to take to the community. This is the message this year. We're going to take the word. But a lot of people are going to say, well, how, how did you do it? I did it because I'm resilient and so can you. It's time, church. It is time to go make disciples. Everybody here has been in the Lord long enough. It's time to go to work. Can you say amen? It's time to put your hand on the plow. Remember, the Bible says that those of you that have put your hand on the plow, we all put our hand on the plow some time ago. Some of us four years ago, some of us five years ago, some of us 20, some of us 30, 40 years ago, we put our hand on the plow the day we went down in the water. We grabbed hold of the plow. And the Bible says that those that put their hand on the plow and look back better be careful. If you've looked back, turn your head in the right direction. And let's make a difference this year. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give God one more round of applause. Amen.
can leave the lights off for a little bit.